You're listening to Unsubscribe, a podcast where we explore all things sales development to give SDRs and managers alike the tools they need to succeed. And welcome to another episode of Unsubscribe, the Demand Drive podcast. Um, it is I, AJ Alonzo, your host, and I am joined by my co-host today, Alex Ellison. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Great. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, I try to stay in the background as much as I can. In the shadows. Yeah, just lurking. lurking. Uh, Alex, we've got a special guest with us today. Mostly special because we're actually all together in the same spot for the first time in a very long time. Andy slept in my house last night. Uh, okay, well, I don't on think the, the couch, audience has to know that. <laughs> uh, we've got Phil Gerard. Phil, how are you? I'm great. I'm super excited. Uh, it's honor. I mean, honestly, I've been trying to get on this podcast since I started or since the podcast, mm-hmm. the birthing of the podcast. And uh, Alex finally invited me and I uh, I tried to play it cool as if I wasn't super duper excited about he said this opportunity. No. He was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yep. The first thing I said was no. Smart, smart. And, uh, you know, trying to trying to play it cool. And uh, then I, you know, I, just, I didn't want to squander the opportunity yeah. to be on this great podcast. Yeah. So that uh, I, probably took a lot of confidence to know. No, it was very easy to tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was easy for Phil because he, he has confidence in abundance yes. uh, compared to most people. Yeah, absolutely. And I knew that even with my no, that, that you still want me. I, <laughs> to be honest. Well, that kind of brazen confidence is something that we don't like and that we're going to have to debunk today as a, the, the Mythbusters are, are in town and we're we're here talking about how brazen confidence and just that kind of mentality is not what you need in sales. It's something else. And Phil, I think you know what we're talking about. Um, I don't. No? No. What, no. what are we talking about? Uh, so we're going to be talking about confidence and how it's not innate in people, but it's something that you can learn. It's a skill that you can build through months, even years of hard work, something you've done, uh, and something you're helping other people do today. So from, from your perspective, looking at confidence in the sales development role and how that impacts the, the overall success of a rep, focus of our, our episode today. I'm excited to jump in. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, is that the question? No, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. I just okay. want to know you were excited. I am I excited. The, the question was, are you excited? You said yes. Yeah. I, I, you can't see it on the podcast for those of you who are listening, but I'm jumping for joy on the simulcast. We literally have video evidence of this not happening. Okay. okay. Well, maybe just listen because <laughs> I don't want to be made a liar. <laughs> um, let's, let's have you define confidence. We'll start the conversation with that in your words. What, what does confidence mean to you? Um, and then what the difference between a confident rep and someone who isn't confidence, confident, confidence, geez, I'm losing it already. Yeah. I, you know, uh, asking for a definition, I'm not going to, you know, give you the Webster Merriam here. Um, I think it's important to, to differentiate the two of confidence and being cocky, right? Uh, a cocky person doesn't really have the, in my opinion, the sort of like knowledge to, to back up or the really the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they, they are, and it's good sometimes to be blindly confident and, and believing in yourself, but a confident person, I think that confidence stems from more than just self-belief. I think it mm. comes from uh, putting in the work behind the scenes and in order to sort of manifest confidence, it requires, like you said, you gotta, you have to be 
so I think self-awareness is a big part that plays into it. Uh, recognizing one's own strengths and weaknesses and really utilizing your strengths and understanding how to leverage them as an SDR uh, to, to build a process that, that works best for, for yourself. Um, so I don't know how you would put that into a concise definition, um, but I would say that confidence comes from self-awareness. It comes from uh, knowledge of oneself and of one's product. Mm. Well, I was just going to maybe dive a little deeper there and, and really look at that definition from the perspective of what it means to be an SDR with confidence versus one that doesn't. So like, what are some of these traits you talk about with having the, the confidence in your product or your team or what have you that a good rep will have that maybe, I mean, we can go both ways with it too, that either a lackluster and non-confident rep might be missing or a cocky rep might have sort of overstepped Ooh. with. Yeah, I think the 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 confident rep who, it, you know, from the beginning, it, it stems from like, like I said, it's that self-belief. Um, and recognition, I, I think it, it even starts with looking beyond just the daily goal and looking at, at the bigger task. So it's not just, am I confident that I can, you know, make 50 phone calls or it's, it's confident in belief in, in the organization and what mm -hmm. the goal is and what you're trying to accomplish. I think it takes long-term vision to be confident. Um, it's not something that, you know, is, is a, a penny candy purchase. Um, you, you really have to, uh, you really have to, you know, invest long-term in confidence. And that comes from building a culture of belief in oneself and, and of, of the team and product that you're, you know, that you're a part of. Yeah. So um, from like you on the, on the management side of things, you're saying it really does start with you in terms of like having that, that idea that you can be confident, you can build a skill up, um, it's not something that someone just understands, I guess, when they come into an organization, like you have to lay the groundwork for them and like, let them know this is the vision. These are the goals. Here's how you get yeah. A to B to C. Yeah, naturally. And I think that you're always going to have people who come into your organization who are excited and uh, eager to sort of, you know, they, maybe they bring in some experience or, or they're new and they're green. And personally, I, I think that, you know, working with a, a greener rep is kind of like my wheelhouse because, mm. uh, you know, the old adage like, oh, no bad habits in sales, <laughs> but they also don't have a history of a company that might have actually kind of taken away from, from their, you know, their self, uh, self-worth. I know that sounds well, dark, harsh, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of speaks to like the, the path of how I ended up here. Um, but, you know, ha having no company or experience to, to say, you know, like no failures in front or behind them, uh, to get them here. Right. Behind them, yeah, there we go. um, is, is a, a good kind of launching point for confidence because you you're starting with a fresh slate. And I think that that's a really good place to start really, uh, is building confidences from the ground floor. So tactically then how do you build up that confidence? Like what resources, do you leverage um, both as a rep in that situation, you're pre, you're at a new company or first time at a company and you're looking to start that, that process of building confidence. Um, and then from like the management side of things, how do you enable them to be able to do that? Yeah, awesome question. I think like short-term, 
the and you know there's you can take your your quick hits of confidence right like you're like <laughs> the bumps of confidence yeah straight up though so like if i if i'm about to do like a call block or something like i'll just do like a 10 minute tom brady highlight video and i know that sounds so cliche boston sales rep right but like just the the watching someone as like who who is so the precision that they take in their work uh, and and the accomplishments of of Thomas Brady, whose birthday was just the other day. True, true. Um, so August third, um, our patron saint. Our, yeah, our patron Alex saint. is not happy. Um, it's fine. Carry on. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, for those those sort of short term, I think it's just finding you know the, those like kind of quick hits of confidence for yourself, and and like finding that like little bit of like motivation, but to to make sure that it's a sustainable level of confidence that you're building. I think what it really boils down to is having a roadmap for, for people to follow. Like, how do you, you know, what are you trying to get out of, out of this company? And for a company like Demand Drive, I think it's super important for us as managers to understand that we are a stepping stone for a lot of people into getting into that account executive role or, or, Maybe they want to get into marketing and, and our marketing team, while growing, um, you know, there's not a ton of seats there. And then there's good, there's good projects and opportunities for people to get exposure into marketing here. Absolutely. Um, but if you're able to understand what a rep wants to do, I think you have a better understanding of motivating them long-term uh, and, and really getting them to sort of, you know, whatever that next step is for them. Um, so I think that it really does kind of start on, you know, day one of a project of just having an open and honest conversation of what are you trying to accomplish, uh, understanding what drives and motivates them, and then just finding ways to sort of circle it back on the bad days. Having a clear cut goal sheet from them in their own words is the greatest way to motivate somebody. Um, if you think about, you know, when you're sending like a prospect email, what's like the, the number one response rate has to be, I just did the, the John Barrows uh, training. And he said the highest response rate that you can get is when you quote somebody. So if you send an email with a quote from themselves, because it's their words, they're going to be excited to talk about it. It makes sense to them. It resonates with them. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to take someone's goal from them, and, and put it back in front of them on a bad day where they might not be feeling well and sort of reinvigorate them through themselves. It's a self-motivation with assistance is really what it comes down to. Self-motivation with assistance. <laughs> um, did you do that as an SDR? Did you set up your own, like, I guess, like career goals or pathways when you were looking to build the confidence that, that you needed to start seeing success as an SDR? Yeah, so I had clear cut benchmarks that I thought, and it's funny how much it changes. And that's why these, you know, quarterly assessments are so important. Um, and that's why, you know, I think taking, I think that's, it boils back down to that self-awareness um, and, and self-reflection to be able to build confidence. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that sort of taking inventory, but yeah, if you, if you're able to put out clear cut goals of what you're trying to accomplish uh, for yourself, you're making it easier. You know, when you're hitting certain benchmarks, you're able to have more productive conversations with your managers to say, 
you know, hey, when we started at the beginning of this thing, this is what I told you I wanted to accomplish. You told me this is how I'm going to get there. These are the things that I've done to, to get there so far. And these are the places that I sort of need help. So, uh, you know, I think it's that sort of mentality within myself that has helped get me into a management position for sure. Um, so I, I guess advice to, to anyone who wants to sort of be a manager is think and operate for yourself, like manage yourself, right? Um, and show that your management style yields a product that's worth having. And, and that is, but, you know, through results of through opportunity cost and, uh, and past leads or, or whatever metrics important to your client. Yeah, I want to try to sort of take your answer and spin it on the other side really quickly, because I think that's great advice for somebody who's trying to build up that confidence. What do you do if you sort of have the opposite situation where you have a rep come in who's right, that cocky sort of arrogant rep who maybe isn't going to listen to you, maybe thinks they know best, because I feel like that's probably a pretty different strategy to get them, I guess, down to the right mm -hmm. level of confidence, right? Yeah, I think uh, understanding where they're kind of coming from like hey i you're i love the enthusiasm that you're bringing here uh and and really just trying to sort of like figure out where they're they're bringing that from um and not that you want you know i i think that if you can if you have a cocky rep who isn't putting in the work like i think that's sort of where you see it sometimes right i think that you I think that when you see a, a cocky rep, they're actually probably making up for a lack of confidence somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so they, you know, they might talk a big game. Um, they might, you know, it's always the, oh, my last company, this, my last <laughs> company, that. It's like, well, congratulations at your new career here where the score is zero, zero, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so remembering that, you know, it kind of just having, and I'm okay with having a, a little bit of a, a difficult, like, you know, what seems like a, a feather ruffling conversation <laughs> with someone, if it helps kind of bring them back down and, and gets them back on track for really what the, the, the goal is. Um, Cause if you're telling me like, you know, like this is going to be easy, this is going to be easy. And you're not taking the time to put in the, the metrics to drive the result. Then I'm going to look at that and say, Hey, I love, I love your attitude. And that's going to, that is going to be something that, is incendiary on the phone and it's going to catch mm. fire right uh and but you're you're limiting yourself by actually not having the confidence to get that message out to people um so you need to sort of i guess redirect the confidence in yourself into the belief of the the company and product that you're trying to sell and not just making it about yourself but sort of realigning with the company vision and goal of what the, you know, what you're trying to accomplish as a team, as opposed to, you know, I'm, I'm just the best. I, I think that kind of answers the question. Right? Yeah. Is that something and that, that belief in that, that redirection of confidence from, from a cocky rep, something that you've developed now that you are managing reps? Like, is that something that you believed in as an SDR or has your viewpoint changed since you're now kind of on the other side of things? Meaning did like at any point did I, was I kind of victim of that like thought? Not even just or? like a victim of that, but like if you saw somebody like a peer who was like overly confident to the point of being cocky, did you think like, hey man, you got to redirect that energy? Like, or, or were you like, I like that energy. Like I'm going to use that. So here, this is where it's kind of interesting at, at our company specifically is it's, 
you know, you, it's hard to kind of follow like leaderboards. I know we have like the whiteboard and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's really, it shows on like the result uh, and you can, I know you can like follow, like we have like our shout outs and stuff like that. But if you kind of just like see the guy in the, in the office who like, you know, everyone kind of wants to like be that guy, you know, like it, it's hard to, like, it can be a good thing until you look under the hood mm. and realize that it's sort of this facade that they're building. Um, so I think it's kind of good, like almost in a way to like see someone like that and, and think like, oh, I want to get to that point. But if you do it the right way, then you'll kind of find along the way that a confident person doesn't really need to like self like reflect. They don't need to peacock in any way because they sort of let their work do it. Yeah. for themselves right um and i think one one thing that is really hard is like taking uh like taking compliments from people i think that uh someone who is doing well and might like oh i don't even know how i'm doing this get get rid of that <laughs> like you know exactly what you're doing and we're praising you for it and the reason like we're asking and, and showing this up is because we want to take what you're doing and see if it if it's scalable for other people right um and and that's like one of those things where like when you're doing well it, you know people have this like i and i'm speaking like so about myself right now i am horrible at taking compliments i'm so bad at it no you're great at it uh, he's doing it he's doing the thing oh, oh, get me off pause it pause it um no and and sort of you know a, a confident person will take a compliment and say like yeah i do deserve that because i'm putting the work in you know um so yeah yeah um in your opinion how important is confidence to the SDR role? I've been quoted as saying, I think it's one of the most important things. <laughs> I am changing the quote slightly. Before we started recording, I said it's the <laughs> single most important thing. And I just, I don't want to end up like bulletin board material. Here. <laughs> um, I do think that, I think that a rep who is confident in their ability to, you don't need to be a product expert. You need to know about the product and you have to be confident in your ability to facilitate a conversation. I think that if you can get those two things working together uh, of really going through the training and understanding the process and, and being able to kind of talk yourself up at the beginning, um, like I think that self-talk is one of those things that is kind of lost upon people um, where you look a little crazy. Yeah. Um, like you, but I think it's, I think it's extremely important to be coupled with other things. Um, and what it really comes down to, it's, it's, you know, just, we love cliches and sales, but how can you not love a cliche? It's not letting the high be too high, get too high and the low getting too low in confidence. Uh, that that's probably, you know, the, the key takeaway is, that you can believe in yourself and you can understand that things aren't going to always go through the way that you want them to. And you can, you can visualize as much as you want the perfect call and understand that that might not be the track that it follows. Um, but the, the confidence to put a bad call behind you and not dwelling on it is going to serve you. Uh, you know, it's going to pay huge dividends for you. Yeah. I think one of the, the, 
funniest isn't the right word, but one of the most interesting answers I've heard to how important is confidence to th this role in general. Yeah. Um, it was talking with an SDR here who he said, I wasn't confident until I owned the fact that I sucked. And when I knew that I sucked, I started getting way more confident. So for him, it was like confidence meant nothing. He was like, I could be the most confident rep in the world. It wouldn't matter. And then he was like, actually, I kind of suck at this. And then realized like, oh no, I need to be confident to be good at this job. Just not in the way that I thought I had to be confident. And like reframing it that way changed his tune entirely. So for him, <laughs> confidence was like a zero out of 10. And then it became a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that, that's a quick uh, metronome flip there yeah. for him. But the high, high and the low. low. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, maybe that, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the sauce, <laughs> maybe the sauce is started zero, get to 10, right? Um, no, I, I think that, and I, I think that that builds into the kind of what we talked about at the beginning is the self-awareness. Mm -hmm. and, and that comes from like reflection. Like there's this misnomer that you have to be like this extrovert to like be good at sales. And, and a lot of introverts will excel in this role because I think they're generally a little bit more process driven. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe where they're, they're lacking it, the belief is sort of in their ability to talk to people. But if you have them build a process that's strong for them. And I think that that's a big thing is encouraging reps to do what suits them. Mm. Um, I, I'm a, like, I have a, a rep right now who's like, I'm making like 85 calls and I'm like connecting with nobody. And I really think that I should be focusing on emails. And I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for telling me this. Uh, our metric for our client, it's a new client we want to serve and make sure that we're hitting the metrics is 50, make those 50 calls. And then as a side project and a side hustle for yourself, send 30 super specific tailored emails that you feel really strong about that go kind of against the cadence. You're not doing anything wrong. You're still doing your job. You're <laughs> prospecting. You're, you're hitting you're, you know, you're trying to prove another way to hit metrics that works for you in belief in your process while working with, you know, not just saying, oh, I'm not doing what they told me to because mm -hmm. I think it stinks. That's not going to fly. Do what you're told and then go a little bit extra and have that belief in yourself that like what you're doing might be better and, and sort of running with that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we talk a lot about how SDRs should be doing more experimentation, A-B testing, trying new things, because a lot of them, right, are just given a template and they start sending it out. They're given a call script. They don't go off it that much, things like that. But I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there with a lot of the confidences in the manager enabling and providing the right resources for these reps to be confident that they can go out and send 30 lackluster emails and not get in trouble for it because they're just trying something new. And you wouldn't know that they're lackluster emails. I mean, you could you check them first, but it might look good and just like there's no results. Well, you still learn something from that, but they might see, oh, nobody responded to the email. That was a waste of my time. When in reality, that's just another step towards them growing and developing as an SDR. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's encouraging different ways to sort of get to the right process. And, and if you figure out the right process on, on like your first step and your first go of it, I highly suggest you write a book. <laughs> just like the, the one try millionaire, because there's, you just, there's no way that you can sort of like get to, to that point without taking the steps before. I, I forget who I was listening to a big, big sales audiobook guy. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, it's the compounding events that lead to a sale. 
So, you know, people will be like, oh man, like how'd you close that sale so quickly? Uh, you know, our, our process, is, you know, our, our average buying cycle is like 90 days and you close that contract in 15. It's like, well, I didn't close it in 15. It took me 28 years to close that deal. <laughs> Everything that I've done up until this point was me refining myself to be able to get to a point to close that deal in, you know, X amount of time. Um, and, and sort of weeding your process out, just sort of like remembering along the way that you got here for a reason. Um, and that just that in itself should be encouraging for, for anyone in any role that, that, you know, we, we have belief in you from the beginning to, to have you on this team, uh, and that you should, you know, kind of have that, that, uh, recognition in yourself as well. Yeah. I really like, and, and summing all of this up, I'll ask you for sort of like some, some last, I guess, like tactical tips to give out. But I think the point that you just made to me really sums up your view on confidence and that as a manager, as someone who's responsible for a group of people, their confidence stems from how well built the process you give them is. If you give them something that doesn't necessarily, it's not tested, it's not something that you're confident in as a manager to get results, the reps are going to see that and, and mimic the fact that you don't have a ton of confidence in it. But if you give them something that you've built, you've tested, you understand works, they're going to take that and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's why honesty and transparency in a role is, is super important. And I have a really good like dichotomy with my manager where um, it, I, I am on the, the like, I'm, you know, I'm still responsible for a quota as a team lead. Like, so I'm still kind of in the trenches and I can see the viewpoint from, from the reps probably a little bit better than, than my manager can just from a reporting standpoint. Right. Um, so they just see numbers kind of on the chalkboard. And then I'm sort of like the relaying the message of like, what do these numbers mean? And sort of like, you know, what, what is happening? Translating the, yeah. the numbers into actual anecdotal evidence. Right, right. And, you know, everyone wants to be driven by analytics, but I think it's important to remember that, you know, people aren't just the numbers on the dashboard. There's more to the story than that, um, which is why I don't believe in baseball analytics. I, uh, you know, but that's money balls and cars. <laughs> yeah, they, they lost in the divisional round. I, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Uh, they also don't talk about how stacked their pitchers were in that movie, but okay. whatever. Oh, another part. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, anywho, um, yeah, and I think that that transparency and just sort of being open, like with your reps and saying, you know, uh, that I, I'm I'm here like with you to to solve this. So if it is a if it's a process that's new to you, hey guys, as a team, let's figure out if this works, right? Uh, half of you can sort of take this side of the messaging. Half of us are going to take this side of the messaging. And as a group, we're going to figure out which one of these two things works better. And we're going to kind of, you know, meet in, at a, you know, in two weeks about this specific thing and figure out as a team, having multiple heads sort of working towards, uh, towards that is, is going to help. I like that. Um, any last words that you want to say about, about confidence, about imparting from the, from the management layer onto the SDR layer, um, tips, advice? Yeah, I think just being honest with yourself has mm -hmm. been, for me, like in my personal life and in, in my career, I think where I've experienced the greatest growth is in being honest with myself. Uh, that self-reflection, it, it is one, one of the hardest people to tell the truth to is yourself. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult to do. Um, but 
uh, you know, and my suggestion for doing so is kind of, you know, and I can find some writing prompts or something <laughs> to share, but it's to just get yourself writing, like start writing st stuff down of, you know, like I felt, you know, I felt bad when I did, and then just literally start writing and you'll kind of look at that and you start analyzing like, okay, these are the things that like I did that made me feel bad. These are the things that I did today that made me feel good. And it sounds like elementary type, like, <laughs> you know, like diary taking, but it's so simple. And in you eventually just like the pen kind of takes over and you mm. start uh, just like literally like kind of spitting the truth upon yourself. And it's important to capture it on paper to revisit as opposed to just sort of thinking it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would say if, if you want to be confident in yourself, you really have to know yourself. If you really want to know yourself, you have to be extremely honest with yourself. Um, so that's sort of my advice for, for building confidence is, is get in touch with, with you, the person, um, and, and trying to, you know, for, to, to bring that to a rep, uh, standpoint is getting them to, to do that or finding ways to sort of bring that out of them mm. to really, you know, tie a bow on it and say, Hey, like, this is you now <laughs> that we know who you are. Let's sell you who just happens to be selling product X. Love it. Yeah. Great way to sum it up. Um, Phil, thank you for hopping on the podcast. Uh, greatly appreciated some solid insight in here for SDRs, for managers, for people in general. I feel like this turned into a self-help thing towards the end, but it's great. <laughs> Um, if people want to learn more about you, see more of what you're doing in the world, where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, great place. Classic. I'm trying to be a little better. Um, this is a self-reflection moment for myself <laughs> about, uh, frequently engaging on LinkedIn. Um, I use Instagram as sort of like a personal like diary. Nice. Um, I put a lot of things out into like in the world to like help make it real, um, so I put a lot of stuff like I'm actually playing like my Instagram story today is good or not today because it won't be released, but <laughs> you'll look for it. Uh, I'm planning on running a, a half marathon and I want to share my story and all my training on there just to make it real for myself. Mm. Um, so Instagram at pizza underscore bear with I think two R's. Okay. You'll find me, Phil Gerard. I'll be the, the handsome guy in the little picture. In the he corner. won't be a bear made out of pizza no that, won't <laughs> that we be. know if you find that account please share it though <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thanks again for hopping on this is uh, aj and alex for the unsubscribe podcast if you want less nasty unsubscribe emails in your inbox you have to subscribe to unsubscribe get good stuff on here uh, thanks again for listening see you next time see ya thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsubscribe. Remember, to get less unsubscribe emails in your inbox, subscribe to Unsubscribe and get your SDR team in tip-top shape. See you next week.